What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Amen. Are you glad to be here? Yes, me too. Wonderful. I want to I wanna speak this morning. It's not Coke Light. Oh, it's no sugar, but it's not Coke Light. I should maybe drink more Coke Light. It makes, makes me more light then maybe. <laughs> no. We're busy on, on a series and, and I've, I've spoken on the kingdom and I've spoken actually a, a couple of times on the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit. Being filled, remember the connection between heaven and earth is the Holy Spirit, amen? And we need the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3.16, Paul says, don't you know? It's interesting that so many times when he says these type of things on didn't you know, don't you know, means that there was people that was ignorant. People who didn't know. Remember that, that when, when, when the, the persecution started and people started to scatter from Jerusalem and he said, go and make disciples. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth and then they just stayed in Jerusalem. And then God allowed a persecution to come to scatter them because God was after the nations. God was after discipleship. God was after all of the people. The word says, God is not slow to fulfill His promises, but it's His desire that no one gets lost, but everyone be saved. Amen? That's the heart of God. So the people stopped there. But something happened on the day of Pentecost. There was an outpouring and an equipping of power. An equipping of the Spirit of God. That which we lost. That connection. That thing that gave us the authority to have dominion over. To walk in power. To walk in fullness. The agent that works to make us more like Christ. The one that comes and transforms us. The one who enlightens. That brings scripture to life. The one who raised Christ from the dead. That very same Spirit lives in us. Amen? So there's a power that God says that's in us. Now whenever in your life you call computer support, right, not, not this, this battery charged laptops, you know, a little bit back before we, when we had these boxes, and you have a problem, what's the first question they ask you? Say again? It says if you talk out of experience, <laughs> is it plugged in? Amen. Is it plugged, sir? Is your computer plugged in? All right. If we want to see the power of God, we need to be plugged in. We need to be plugged in. God is not boring. Let me tell you this morning, God's not boring. All right. The world altered its calendar around Christ. B.C., before Christ, A.D. It changed the whole calendar, everything. His life made such a difference, such a significant shift. So, so his life was everything but boring. So if Christ's life was not boring, why in the world are we boring? Is it? Sometimes we are, we are boring. And maybe you like a, that type of Christians that grew up thinking that Christians are nice people. They're just so boring. 
They don't have fun, isn't it? Christians are nice people, but man, they, they, they spoil sports. They, 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 just, they don't have fun. But you see, unfortunately, in today's life, we live a, a life that, that lacks a faith that costs us anything. Faith is going to cost you. And we want to live a life of faith that costs us nothing. You see, I don't think Christians are boring. I think our problem is we are bored. We're not boring. We are bored. Because once born-again Christians are now just bored-again Christians. Isn't it? We're waiting for the next thing, the next message, the next conference, the next move, or the next experience, or whatever. That will just bring a little bit of fire back into our lives. Isn't it? So, so we're bored. Meanwhile, God gives us the Great Commission. God gives us a kingdom mandate. All these things. You know why, why we're bored? I said it last week, just a hint. We're bored because we're disobedient. We said it on Tuesday. Now, what's that thing again? Idol, idleness, or what's it? Idle hands are the devil's workplace. Idleheid maak die duivelse kopkissing, wat sê ons in Afrikaans? That's it. We're not bored, we're disobedient. Let me give you a couple of scriptures. Genesis 1.28 says, And God blessed them, isn't it? And God said, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. There's a lot of stuff to keep us busy. All right? Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heavens, every living thing that moves on the earth. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Go and therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. Amen. And behold, I'm with you always. That's even greater. You don't have to do it out of your own. God says, and I'm with you always. My Spirit is there to help you to do this. Romans 2.13 says, For it's not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. James 1.22 says, Be doers of the word, not only hearers. We only love that, ne? We say, be doers, not hearers. What's the last portion? Deceiving yourselves. He says, be doers, not only hearers, deceiving yourself. If you're not a doer, you're only a hearer, you're deceiving yourself yourself then you're disobedient then we become bored because we are bored because we're disobedient i bet you painters who don't don't paint they are bored isn't it or dancers who don't dance we've got dancers here if if you, if you call to do this if you don't dance you, you're going to be bored if you don't write writers who don't write you're going to be bored i want to tell you Disciples who don't make disciples, you're going to be bored. God calls us. He says, go therefore and make disciples. It's because we're disobedient that we're bored because there's a lot of stuff that God says, go, go, go. What did they say? Two-thirds of his name means go. Reinhard Bonker says this. He says, watching television is boring if it's not plugged in. Two Watching television is boring if it's not plugged in. And that's the thing. 
Discipleship is a fundamental part of our life, especially for God's people. Look at, look at Joshua. He followed Moses, all right? Elijah and Elisha. Ruth followed Naomi. There's a following, there's a doing. The pattern is simple. Followers of God make or form followers of God. We've got a job. So we bored because we're disobedient and God wants to shift that. And I want to tell you that you need to be plugged in. Life's not going to be boring. Without the, the power source, yes, life is going to be stagnant and predictable and even boring. It is. You see, nobody gets excited to become part of something that's boring or mundane, isn't it? Stats say 68% of the world perceive Christians as boring. They describe Christians or the Christian life as boring. 68% of the world. I mean, that, that's a shock. Now, Jesus was many things, but he was not boring. I mean, you don't go and preach and 5,000 people pitch up to hear your message. True? That doesn't happen if you're boring. You're not approached at a wedding to make the party better if you're boring. Well, some of you can relate. <laughs> okay? Boring people aren't crucified for their beliefs, isn't it? Boring people, they're not greeted with palm branches when you enter a city. That's not a life of boring people. Boring people don't inspire martyrs to give up everything for their cause. His life was not boring. The reason Jesus was not boring is because he was connected to the source. He preached the very thing and says, repent for the kingdom of, is at hand. And he, he tells us so many times, go and wait for the promise of the Spirit. Because there's an infilling, there's something that we short. You need to be plugged in. And that was the life he demonstrated, how to be connected. Remember, kingdom of heaven, kingdom of earth, the realm, the domains, the Holy Spirit was the one who brought the combining factor. Because we've been sent, we are citizens not of this world but of a kingdom but we need the power we need that thing that drives us he's the agent that makes the kingdom work and jesus says it himself john 5 verse 19 and 20 says truly truly i say to you the son can do nothing of his own accord but only what he sees the father doing for what the father does the son does likewise for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing and greater works than these will he show him so that you may, <coughs> you may marvel. Jesus says, I do that what I see the Father does. If you're not plugged in, there's no image. If you're not plugged in, there's no visuals. All right? If there's power, then they're going to say, okay, make sure the connections are there. It's everything reset it. We had to try it a couple of times this year with all the cables and the things to get signal everywhere. Because then there's an in-between thing, an adapter or something that blows. And the, the image is not clear. You have to take it out and reset it and put it back. You, make, you need to make sure that it's plugged in properly to get a perfect image. And Jesus says, I only do that what I see the Father does. There's a perfect image. And He comes and He reflects that and He does it. Examples. You see, Jesus comes and He says, I only do that what I see the Father does. And He came to do it as man not as God and he did mighty things because he was given a spirit without measure the Holy Spirit 
Now he says that same spirit is within us. Come on, say that same spirit. John 1, 3, uh, yeah, John 1, 3 and 4 says, All things were made through him. Without him, not anything was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. You see, it's in Christ that is the life and the light of men. Boring people don't change the world. Boring people cannot change the world. How many people think that if you become a Christian, you have to give up all the fun things? That's sometimes our mindset, isn't it? If we become a Christian, I have to give up all the fun things. But is that really true? Is that really true? Having, having fun according to the world's standard leads to destruction. Having fun according to God's standard leads to life and blessing. I mean, it, it's, it's never fun to go through a divorce, is it? It's never fun to, to contract some disease because you live an immoral life, is it? It's never fun that people suffer because of your selfish ambitions, is it? You see, the world doesn't bring fun. It's temporary. It's never fun waking up the next morning and feel that way after a night of drinking and partying and doing all those things. It's not fun. There's a way in Christ that leads to life, that leads to blessing. You see, people have fun in the night and then the next day they'll, they'll wake up sad unfulfilled and that's what Jesus says John 15 4 he says abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself you see you cannot do it by yourself abide in me and I in you unless it abides in the vine neither can you unless you abide in me amen you cannot bear fruit unless you abide in him you see there's the thing if you don't abide there's no life if you don't abide there's no life you have to be connected he says he's the vine he's the source you have to be plugged in to the source one of my favorite scriptures Colossians 3 for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God and when Christ who is your life appears you will appear with him in glory. Come on, it's Christ who is your, your life is hidden in Christ with God. Your life is found in him. When the power is out and there's no light, which is something we're all experiencing. We're, we're currently running at the generator because five o'clock yesterday the power went off and it didn't come back yet. So we, we're running on the generator. So it's hard in the darkness if there's no light and there's nothing that's plugged in there's no power it's it's hard to see where you're going isn't it it's difficult to see where where you need to go nothing will work even if you take something and you plug it in it's not gonna work true you can preach with me it's not gonna work and quickly you'll find that you can accomplish nothing in your life if you're not plugged in you need to be plugged in otherwise it's not gonna work you're not going to see the power of God. God wants the joy in your life. God wants the, the victory in the midst of, midst of, midst of everyday life in, in your life. But you need to know how to access His power and how to stay plugged in. I want to tell you that there's never been a power outage in heaven. Never, ever has there been a power outage in heaven. 
God has all the power we need to do the things. You see, the only time you're not going to get His power is if you're doing something you're not supposed to do or you're not connected to the power source. You're not going to see His power. Let me ask you this question, real life story. Who of you have plugged in your cell phone, all right, but it never charged? And the next morning you wake up to a dead cell phone, dead battery. Alarm didn't go off when you get awake, all right? It happens, ne? And, and the alarm don't go off and you're late for everything. And by nine o'clock that morning, you're like, man, just, I just want to hit a reset button and just start over, just start afresh. You know, I just need to be fully charged for this day, isn't it? And sometimes it's like that, that we experience things like this. If, whether you experience it or not, you know, if, if that doesn't happen or not happen, sometimes in our life, we run out of juice, isn't it? We run and we just like, man, I just need to get plugged in. I just need to be charged and get a new level of energy. I just need to do something. And like that cell phone that we charge, it's in our spiritual lives the same. Often, if we forget to charge, sometimes we charge and we're full of joy, we're full of zeal and everything works and it's great. But there's times in our lives that we go through the morning and so quickly we feel drained, lifeless, struggling. We don't know how to plug ourselves back into God. You forgot your charger at home and now, isn't it? And God gave us a key to be filled with the source. There's certain things that's battery drainers in our lives. And I want to just chat about that for a while. Things that drain our battery. Similar to waking up to a, a dead battery, nothing seems to work. But the thing is, what disconnects us from God? From that, from, first of all, what, what disconnects us? What causes us not to be plugged in? Because there's a source available, there's a place available, there's no power shortage or outage in heaven, you can always remain plugged in. But why in the world happens, or does it happen that we run out of energy, that we run out of power, that we feel drained, that we feel like, man, something, I need some injection, and we just realize that we're not plugged into God. One of the things is we forget to charge. We forget to charge. Like forgetting to plug in your cell phone. We neglect to go and spend time and plug into the presence of God. That's what Jesus says. He separated himself. Going to seek the Father. I only do that what I see the Father does. And I does likewise. But we forget to charge. We forget to, to go into that place where we, we recharge ourselves. We get so busy with our lives and our own desires and our things. And we neglect to make time. You know, we like to push it. We'll see another battery, you know, there's still 30%. This, you know, we push it and we push it, isn't it? Remember the principle of Matthew 6.33 that we said from the beginning. The principle of priority. Seek first. First means first. In the Greek and in the Hebrew. First means first. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Everything else will be added unto you. And the question we ask with that is, why do you work so hard for things that's supposed to be added unto your life? Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and everything else will be added unto your life. But we forget to charge and now we work very hard to just get to the things that's supposed to be added. You see, and sometimes it's unintentional. 
But it makes a major difference if we're not plugged in. So sometimes we just forget to charge. That drains our battery. Another thing that, that uh, we, we do is we run out of minutes. We run out of minutes, okay? Maybe if you now have a contract, you don't run out of minutes, you run out of money because it bills and bills and bills and bills, isn't it? God says, be salt, be light to the world, Matthew, Matthew 5. God comes and, and, and sometimes He says, go and invest your life into people. Friendships. But what happens? Like running out of airtime, it's when we invest our lives and our friendships and our things into the wrong people. You keep on dialing and talking to the people who you're not supposed to be dialed into and they drain your money. You run out of airtime and now when you need to connect to the right people, no airtime left. There's nothing left. You're drained. You ran out of airtime because you've been busy with the things that drains your battery, talking to the wrong people. Who are you dialed into? God wants to connect you with the right people. I want to tell you, there's, there's godly connections that God wants to bring over your life. And now you need to make that crucial call what you've run out of airtime because you've been wasting your time on the wrong things, the wrong people. Be connected into the right things. What I like this, another way to drain a battery or, or not charging is to blow a fuse. We all know what blowing a fuse is. Isn't it? If you plug too many things into one circuit, you're going to blow a fuse, isn't it? It's like a, a woman's camp. Have you seen all that ladies Sunday morning straighteners and hairdryers? Man, they blow that transformer in the camp. All of them suddenly want to just blow air and do all these things and the power just keep on tripping and tripping. I've been there. I've been at that camps. I led worship on many women's camp and you see in the Sunday morning, it's frustrating. Ask them who were there. Power just tripping. Blowing a fuse. Sometimes when you're trying to do too much stuff at once, all right, and you don't have the capacity to fully charge, you overload your entire system. You see, how do we blow a fuse? Sometimes between the time that you pray and the time that the answer comes, there's a waiting period. There's a waiting period. And it's during those waiting periods that we need to be careful not to blow a fuse. Not to interrupt the flow of God in our lives. So let me tell you a, 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 a testimony, a true thing that happened here. One of the car batteries was dead or I think it was not a car battery. It was one of the generator batteries. It needs to auto start so it didn't swing anymore so I had to charge it. So I've got this little car pack batteries that you can plug in and you can charge it. And I was charging it for a day or two. And when I tried, it's not working. And I'm like, man, maybe, okay, it's a big battery, so I'll charge it again. I end up at a day where I left it for three days on the charger, day and night, so that it can charge. Nothing happens. And I'm like, is this thing faulty? And trying to inspect now this battery charge, I turn it upside down, and what do I find? Man, a fuse. I didn't know it had a fuse. And I took out the fuse, and I saw, ah, oh, the fuse has blown replaced the fuse, charged, and it worked. And sometimes, 
God has to turn our lives upside down to show us that we've blown a fuse. Sometimes God needs to turn your life upside down for you to say, hey, now I realize why there's no flow of power. Why there's nothing. Maybe you're at that place and God wants to do something in your life to shift you. Because God wants a flow of power in your life. One of the ways we blow a fuse is unforgiveness. Harboring things in our hearts. God forgives us and He asks us to do the same, to forgive others as we are forgiven. And that's one of the ways how you increase the, the power of the Spirit in your life is obeying His command to forgive. But there's no flow of power because forgiveness or unforgiveness cause you to blow that fuse. And you're charging and charging and charging, but nothing is happening. And now suddenly God has to turn your life upside down that you can realize that, man, I've blown a fuse. Blown a fuse. I blew that word now. One of the ways to blow a fuse is sometimes complaining. Yaku said it two, three weeks back. The Israelites were murmuring and complaining in the wilderness. And God says, isn't it I, the Lord your God, who took you into the wilderness to show you what's in your hearts? But it's because of hardness of heart and disobedience and unbelief that you are here and you're murmuring and complaining. Instead of just, you know, focusing on what negative, all those things, start thinking about the wonderful things that God has done in your life. Between your prayer and the answer, there's a waiting period. Don't moan and groan. Thank God for His faithfulness. Increase the power by maintaining a thankful spirit. Do that in your life. One of the things that we blow a fuse, self-pity in our lives. You can either be pitiful or powerful, but you cannot be both. You see, self-pity causes us to spend time with the wrong things. You get stuck in self-pity. Again, self-pity is what? There's a self-focus. We hear about Peter walking and his shadow falls on people and they are healed. If you're full of self-pity or depression, if you walk into this place and your shadow falls on somebody, is it going to heal them? It's not going to heal. Why? Because you turned inwardly. And God calls us with an outward flow. You become a dead sea. What's a dead sea? Why is the dead sea dead? Who of you knows? The Dead Sea is dead because there's an inflow, but there's no outflow. There's an inflow, but no outflow, and it becomes dead. You see, God causes you to be filled with the Spirit so that there's an inflow and an outflow, an infilling and a giving. God wants you to move in power. Another way of blowing a fuse, not having power to flow in your life, is taking credit for yourself. Taking the credit for yourself. Taking credit for what God has done in your life. You take the credit for that. You know in Daniel 4, Nebuchadnezzar is a great and mighty king and he dreams this dream about this mighty tree. And Daniel interprets, he says, it's you king. You are great. There's no one greater than you, but he takes it to, the, to his head. And then he says, but you're going to be chopped down. You're going to become crazy. And it happened because he was full of pride. 
taking the credit for himself. He became crazy and he ate grass. It says that his nails grew like an eagle's talons, long. His hair, he ate grass, he became mad. Until God broke that thing. And then it's beautiful, he ends to the place where he says, it's the king of glory, the God, the majesty. The kingdom belongs to him forever. You see, if you, you take all the attention, the credit for yourself, that's what's going to happen. God desires a deep, lasting relationship with us. But He wants us to be plugged in. He wants us to, to stay charged and, and stay on fire. Romans 11 36 says, For everything comes from Him and exists by His power. So you need to be plugged into Him. And it's intended for His glory. All glory to Him forever. Amen. Romans eleven thirty six. 36. Acts 17, 28 says, In Him we live and move and have our being. Even some of our own poets have said, For we are indeed His offspring. See, you need to stay filled. One more story, then we're going to end off. There's, a, there's a, a lady who had a small house on the seashore in Ireland. Years back, at the turn of the century. She was quite a wealthy lady, but she was very stingy. They didn't want to spend a lot of money. Wealthy. And people were surprised that, that she became some of the first people who decided that their houses are fit with electricity. So they got electricity and, and uh, uh, several weeks after the installation, a meter reader comes and, and he appears at the doors and he knocks and he says like, hey, just I need to, to read the meters and see what the consumption is and, and, and you just need to explain to me something. Because your meters show scarcely any usage, you know. Are you using power? Is it, is it working? Is any, everything working? And certainly she answers. She says, man, it's, it's working. Every evening, evening when, when the sun set, I just turn on the lights long enough so that I can light the candles. And then I turn it off. So she was tapped into the power, but she didn't use it. She didn't use it. Her house was connected, but not transformed. How many of us feel that we connected? Remember two, two, three weeks back. God takes us to the promise and we just go through the Jordan, a, a different baptism, and then we set up camp there and we never take hold of the promised land. You connect it, but your life is not transformed. You see, don't we do the same? We save, but our hearts remain unchanged. We connected, but we're not transformed. When we trust Christ for salvation, and He releases His Holy Spirit for transformation, but nothing happens. What will happen if you allow the Holy Spirit to flip the switch? To allow you to be transformed. What if you allow God to turn your life upside down because you've blown a fuse and to replace it so that there's a flow of power? What will happen if we become or, or, or we changed from being filled with the Holy Spirit to being useful for the Holy Spirit? 
Can I borrow you, Yaku? Got here two cans of Coke. All right? Same brand, same make, same size, everything. One is empty and one is full. Can you see that? Okay? Empty. Full. So, same factory, same place. And stand up on. Go and stand on it. Okay? They look the same. But that one is empty. All of us go through hardships in life, isn't it? The thing is, if you're not filled, you're going to be crushed. Life is, is going to crush on you. Here's the same can, same thing, no sugar, same diet, but it's full. It's filled. Remember, I'm speaking about you have to be plugged in. You have to be connected. To, you have to be filled with the Spirit. Same life, same day, same circumstances. Stand upon it. What happens? Everything the same. But because he's filled, nothing happens. Same challenges come. Donkey, you did well. Same can. Everything. The difference is it's full. It's being filled. God wants us. Because same challenge is going to come tomorrow, but because you're filled, you're not going to be crushed by life. There's going to be a release of power. There's a flow. You see, being plugged into the power of God, this is the outflow. Acts chapter 4, Peter and John passes through the gate of beautiful on their way to the temple and they saw a paralyzed man begging for arms. And what does Peter say? He says, look on us. And the beggar looked up. And he says, the silver and gold I have none. But that what I do have, I will give to you. And he grabs his hand and he says, in the name of Jesus, rise, be healed. And it says, the man walked and went to the temple, leaping and praising God. You see, the difference it's going to make is either be crushed or you'll be like this because you felt. God asks us and say, go and wait for the power of the Spirit. Plugged in means this, the power. How, how to be plugged in and have power? P, pray. Pray for His power. He says, we do not have because we do not ask. Oh, Obey. Remember, we bore because we disobedient. Obey His instructions. The power of God's Spirit comes in direct proportion to obedience. Power, W, worship. You see, worship is the pathway connecting us with God. It's a bridge into the supernatural. Worship, remember, the disciples were recognized as having been with Jesus. They worship Him. You look like what you worship. You look like what you worship. 
Because as we behold, he says, we become. And that's why he says he wants us to behold the glory that therefore we are transformed from glory to glory. Don't be plugged in but not transformed. Worship. Power, X-E, expect his blessings. Expect that God's going to do what he's saying he's going to do. That what he has promised. And the R is for rejoice in his service. You know? Rejoice, be filled with him. And then doesn't matter what life brings, you'll not be crushed. Amen. John 15, 5 again. I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me. Whoever abides in me and I in him, it is he, it is he that bears much fruit. In other words, it is he that will have power. It is he, the one that's plugged into the source. For apart from me, you can do nothing on your own. Amen. Come on, let's stand together. Just close your eyes. There we stand. And it's your moment before you and the Lord. Maybe the simple demonstration and a couple of stories showed you something this morning maybe you this 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 kind of coke that you look like the same as everybody else there but you like this flat one that's crushed because you're not filled and there's an invitation this morning that God says I want to fill you I want to fill you so that when the life and the pressures and the things of this world come that he will not crush you. But in fact, that you will have an overflow. Because fullness is measured in overflow. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function. So let's build.